Hello, it's Manifesting 101, the podcast. My name is Kimberly Fitton, her manifestation mentor, and you are here with me in this space. I'm giving thanks. It's a super dope day. A lot going on, a lot of information to give you. But before we get started, I would like to thank the listenership, ever growing, ever increasing, blowing my mind, manifesting right in front of your very uh, ears, I guess. You can find me on any and every social media site, except for you know how I feel about the Twitter. I don't know anything about that. And my niece has decided to help her TT out. Getting me set up on the um, Twitterizations. Um, However, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, for a second, I thought the black Twitter was a place. Um, and I had no idea. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is how off I am. And I hope I'm giving you some humor in your day. I got a lot to give to you guys. We got a lot to talk about. Season two is wrapping up. And I want to give thanks. Um, wherever you are, wherever you're listening, I want you to stop right now. Stop what you're doing. And let's get 17 seconds of gratitude in the building. Yep, wherever you are, near a building, in the building. That's why I said in the building. <sighs> also explain you as the temple today. We're going to talk about that and how important a mindset is and um, how you can't do this manifestation journey without it. So let's give 17 seconds knowing that it tunes us in. Make sure our frequency is clear. Um, to the channel of abundance that there's no static there's no fuzziness that we're perfectly tuned in tapped in and turned on to the frequency of abundance of heaven um, tuned in to what he has for us um, what the God made universe is going to produce for us and what's already in the works so I give thanks for life for the very breath the ability to laugh, my intelligence, my humor, my size, my strength, my mind, every weakness. I give thanks for it all. I give thanks for every inanimate object that goes to produce an amazing day for me. Every living um, organism that works in tandem with the universe to produce what I have taken <clears throat> stake in my claim over that the earth is producing for me. After all, the earth in its fullness is mine and everything that dwells in it because I have come into agreement with Genesis 1 and 26 and have embraced my inheritance as a son of God. It's way beyond 17 seconds, but doesn't it feel good? doesn't it there used to be the pay less commercials like doesn't it feel good to pay less doesn't it feel good to give thanks how about that um don't nobody like a bargain better than me but there is a certain quality that you get when you paying for pay less like when you paying less you you get exactly what you get and don't throw a fit i'm really rhyming i told you guys i always got bars i'm gonna talk to you about the temple So you guys know that scripture, no, you're not, you are the temple. Um, and it's really talking about the Holy Spirit. 
And if it's your first time tuning in, you need to stop. We'll be here when you get back, okay, girl? But you need to stop. You need to listen to season one so you can be filled in on what we're talking about exactly. But, um, and, and you would become well acquainted with my mission, my purpose to um, really break down legalistic and religious constructs that keep poverty as the standard operating procedure instead of the anomaly it was always supposed to be. It's not supposed to be the norm. Poverty should be the, um, definitely an anomaly and abundance is the norm. This is what God always meant for us to have, um, to walk in, to live in. And we are accepting that divine inheritance, our divine right. Um, so that's why we're talking about scripture, really breaking it down in a way that you may not heard it before. And that's to break the systemic oppression of, a po- uh, of poverty. So the temple, right? We think of this whole, of the Holy Spirit as this ghost. Um, oftentimes it's, it's scary, right? It's, it's, portrayed as something that happens to us, something that happens to you instead of someone that you engage. Um, Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as a he. Um, if you know that whole Greek context of the he it was um, standing for male and female. Um, so what you'll also find is that the Bible as we've been taught in this Euro um European oh my gosh I'm trying to keep it nice but the Bible as it's been explained to us in its form that it exists now is not the way it was meant to be read or experienced Um, just like everything in life um, there are versions of the truth and then there's this amazing journey that we were meant to have when reading the Torah that uh, got lost, right? Um, when reading the scriptures that were inspired by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that's what the Bible says, inspired by God. It's supposed to be an experience. I have a saying that the Bible is not a blueprint, nor um, something to a rule book that shows us what we ought to do. The Bible is a treasure map that was meant to be experienced. And those that realize that have this unbelievable relationship with the divine that allows them to have faith in the most incredible situations. And so... When you're talking about the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit, it is actually what we experienced uh, when God breathed his breath into us, the breath of life. He put his spirit in man. There's some translations that say that. And then there's Jesus when he breathes upon the disciples and gives them the Holy Spirit. But it's not until the day of Pentecost where it's enacted and the Holy Spirit is then unleashed through them and the miracles start. After, um, without going into it in depth, because that would take much longer than the 25 minutes that I have slotted out for every podcast and this season, I've really gone over that. So I want to get back to the basics of that. But you have the day of the Lord 
you have where God talks to man, right? Um, in the Old Testament where he's talking to the prophets and you really hear and see certain things like, and the spirit of the Lord fell upon Elijah or the spirit of the Lord fell upon Saul and he began to prophesy. The spirit of the Lord fell upon, um, you know, um, Isaiah. Like whenever you see the spirit of the Lord in the Old Testament, he's talking about Holy Spirit, right? Um, because then there's these supernatural things that are happening that no one can explain. The unexplainable happen. Then you have the day of the Lord, which is where um, God sends himself in the form of Jesus to have a human experience and to basically break off the limitations. But the whole goal was to unleash his spirit so that instead of one body, he now has many in us, right? So he's confined to Jesus. Jesus dies on the cross, releasing exhaling the spirit um this, they call it giving up the ghost right exhaling his spirit and when he comes back um that's so awesome wow that's so awesome something just happened and it's telling me that i am on the right path in this topic anyway so that was awesome thank you yeshua hamashiach so Jesus releases it and then it's when he goes back up and you know ascends that um, the Holy Spirit can now the dispensation of the Holy Spirit is in in full effect and instead of being confined to one body um, he is now in all that will accept right we are all members of one body that's what Paul is talking about I know some of you guys are like what yeah it's all beginning to make sense even in this like six minutes that I've been talking about it, right? So the Holy Spirit is not an it. It is a he that a that desires to be engaged. And how do we engage? By really tapping into what I've said before over and over again, the Ruach and the Rhema. The word of God and the breath of God is really the exhaling of the power of the spirit within us. Tapping into our God-like nature where the spirit is in doing the work. So when you see the scripture, know you not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. It's not talking about Casper, spooky, scary. And I'll find the exact scripture reference for you like I always do. He's not talking about the spooky, scary. He's actually talking about the spirit. I'm going to find it for you. And it is 1 Corinthians 6. Um, 1 Corinthians 3 and 16, sorry. And the King James version, I don't really like to use, but know ye not that ye are the temple, right? So basically, you are the dwelling place of the Spirit of God. And in dwelling within us, it is just like energy, right? Think of yourself as a part of a power plant, right? Or being, being, being source, your source of energy is the power plant. So think of that power plant as God. Now think about your house. Turn off all the lights, right? 
when you left your house, you made sure all the lights were turned off. Is there any electricity being used while you're away? Sure. If things are plugged up, there's always a surge happening of some sort. But what if you unplugged everything? Electricity would not be used, but there would still be the propensity known as the chance of that if you flip the switch, it's going to work. So the power doesn't go anywhere. You have to decide to flip the switch. And I've talked about this on Morning Mindset like maybe a year and a half ago, but it was just too deep to really get into. So inside of you is the indwelling Holy Spirit. However, the, f- the switch needs to be flipped in order for Holy Spirit to really do his best work. We must engage and accept who he is and the power resting within us. The unutilized energy. What is an example, Kim? What do you mean? What, am I, what energy am I not using? Every time that you speak negatively, you are not using the energy of the indwelling Holy Spirit. You are like the plug, like the coffee maker that is plugged into the wall, but not really doing anything until buttons are pushed and it actually accesses the power it needs when brewing. You're the appliance that's plugged in, but not using anything, like using the bare minimum. Maybe it's to to let the clock run. I don't know about your coffee maker, but my clock runs all the time on the coffee maker. It takes electricity for it to do that. (laughs) Does it mean it's doing, it's actually using the the amount of energy it was made to use, right? Is it living up to its full potential as a coffee maker by having the clock run? Absolutely not. So think of yourself as that. A coffee maker appliance that's just sitting there, not really using its full potential, not living up to its full potential. When you embrace the fact that the spirit of the Lord is within you to do the miraculous, to speak the miraculous, to live out the miraculous, to experience the miraculous. You live differently and every day you're supercharged. I call it ketosis of the spirit where there are some things that you could do on your own, but when you do it in tandem with the spirit, living within you, it becomes a super product. It becomes an accelerator that just assists in creating the most amazing ideas. And you don't even realize that you're not even creating it. Like when you're resting in the spirit, it just comes to you. Things just happen. And it's like, oh my goodness, I can't believe so many wonderful things are happening to me. Everything, every day and every way keeps getting better and better and better. Oh my God, look at my life. Who would have thought? Why is this happening to me? Why are so many good things happening to me? Why are so many wonderful things happening to me? Why do I hear yeses to everything I desire? Why is the earth yielding its fruit for me? It's because you have locked into the inheritance. You've realized that you are the temple. You are the dwelling place. 
You've become one. It's not about God looking down at us. It is about him living through us. God is bound by many a thing. One being the huge thing, his word. He is bound by his word, which is the law. And so what he did in Genesis 1 and 26 by giving us dominion, he made us rulers of the earth, which means he needs a body. He can't. He can't. That's right. I said it. I know everybody is like, God can do anything but fail. He can't operate on the earth without us, his body. That's facts. He proved that with Jesus Christ. Give me any theologian. They'll agree. No, I said theologian. I didn't say your pastor. I said theologian. Um, give me any seminary trained human being. I'll even take that. God needs a body. And this is why it's super important to him that we really take ownership of who we are and our inheritance. Because in order for the glory of the Lord to flow through, we must be cognizant of who in the heck we are. Uber, uber, uber important, muy importante for us to realize who we are. And I challenge you to say your affirmations. <laughs> if you want to know what that is, you can, you know, Google affirmations or you can join the Pusher to Manifestation Facebook group. Um, and even get on the free webinar that's going to happen on the 17th of September. It's totally free. You can email at info at KimberlyFitton.com um, to receive the Zoom link. It's a, it happens at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But for all of the newbies that have come to uh, listen to me or follow me on social media, you're missing out on a lot of stuff that people got from day one. So unless you have the time to rewatch everything or listen to everything that I've ever done, I put on these webinars. Um, they're often for free. And to, to just re, you know, to, to reintroduce manifesting and what it is and how to do it. And then also for those who have decided to quit or forgotten and want to be rejuvenated and reinvigorated, they come to that as well. And I listen to things I've heard before tons of times and always get something new out of it. So email info at Kimberly Fitton if you want to go to that and I will send you the link. But it's really important <laughs> for you to understand who you are and that um, you're not meant to walk around this earth not using the energy that is in you. We are such powerful beings and it's really a shame that we've only seen a Stephen Hawking, an Albert Einstein, a... And countless others, right, who tapped into a bit of their intelligence and genius, but not even the full capacity. And I think the day is quickly approaching where we will see crazy, crazy things happen. I actually did an experiment on live that really shook some people up that talked about the power of the mind but it was a it was an activation where they actually did it with me and could see the power of the mind that 
this world, what's in front of you, even your pillow or your chair, it's not solid matter. It's a bunch of atoms moving quickly, so quickly that it forms, it looks solidified. And that this 3D world that we're living in is not really what we see at all. There's so much more happening that nothing is stationary. It's consistently moving. Energy is neither lost nor obtained. It's just transferred. And all of the science classes that you never paid attention to because you didn't think you were smart enough, the manifestation journey, what I've found is you become enamored with the sciences, with the study of the brain, with quantum physics, with physics. Um, so many, so many studies. Like I just, I geek out all the time because I, now I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it not to obtain it, but to experience it. And in order to get there, you must first embrace who you are. Please embrace who you are. You are the temple. Know ye not that ye are the temple of the Spirit of the Lord, not the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit. Dwelling within us. Waiting for us to utilize Him in the most amazing way to engage and experience him in the most amazing ways, just as Jesus, our elder brother, did to create those miracles. And Jesus had the audacity to then look back and say, hey, guys, guess what? <coughs> Greater works shall ye do. So we're not even talking about healing the sick, raising the dead, levitating, ascending. Nah, 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 nah even greater. What is that greater? Did you know that Albert Einstein was well aware? Was well aware of what I'm talking about right now? He was very aware of what it is like to engage with Holy Spirit. He also identified himself as God just as my, just just as we do. Genesis 1 and 26. It is not fiction. It is facts for those that will carry on with the journey and be brave enough to push the limits and actually not say it because it's a cliche, but say it because they want to experience it, a limitless life. I'm Kimberly Fitton, her manifestation mentor, and I really hope that this has encouraged you to take the limits off and to really utilize who you are as the temple of the resting Ruach and Rhema of the Lord, the Spirit. May He walk and flow through you, working with you in tandem as a co collaborator to create a life of abundance that will then impact the lives of others around you so that He may then, you may be a testament of His work through you and He may then embody those and begin to work through them as well. Email me at Kimberly Fitton, info at KimberlyFitton.com. Also, you heard at the beginning of episode six, a listener. And um, if you want to be featured, you can leave a message. Tell me about your journey. Tell me about your manifestation journey, what you've learned, what you've gained, what you're looking forward to knowing, and any questions, comments you have. I thank you for joining me. I don't count it lightly. I don't take it for granted. You could be anywhere else in the universe listening to anybody else. There are millions of people talking about the same thing. But you're here. And I I thank you for um, this mutually beneficial relationship. 
And I look forward to celebrating and congratulating you in your manifestation journey.